0: Hello, and welcome to the Trinity Ability Co op podcast. I'm your host, Harry O'Brien. Today, I'm here with Aiden Desjardins. Am I pronouncing that right, Aiden?
1: Yeah, it's close enough.
0: Close oh, enough. All right, we'll take it. We'll take it. So, Aiden is the, is it the accessibility and inclusion officer of the field. Yep, I like, I, yeah, that works. <laughs> that works. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, yeah, he's the accessibility officer, um, and he's a third year microbiology student. So a bit of background about us, the Trinity Ability Co-op is a cooperative movement led by students with disabilities towards radical inclusion on campus. This podcast is part of the Towards Inclusive Clubs and Societies project, which began over the summer, trying to make all societies and clubs and training campus just more inclusive so that everyone can go to all the events and be parts of every society. This, um, in this development, in this podcast series, sorry, in this podcast series, we'll be speaking to leaders in those clubs and societies to ask them what changes are being made to become more inclusive to disabled students. You can find out more about the project on our website, theabilitycoop.com. And that's all one word, no dashes or hyphens or anything, abilitycoop.com. So, without further ado, we'll get into it. So, Aidan, how did you end up becoming the accessibility officer of the Phil?
1: So, um, a bit of my background is that um, I've kind of worked a little bit in this realm before. Um, I used to do um, some accessibility and uh, communications work um, in with other groups outside of Trinity back in secondary school. And then um, my background within the fill was that I was uh, formerly one of the PRO officers. So I was involved in the fill and with that sort of background, um, I decided to run for the position this past year and was elected. Okay,
0: cool, cool. Um, why did you run for accessibility officer?
1: Um, I think, well, um, it's part of a dual role I carry and that I'm also in charge of you know, equity and welfare within the bill. So it's sort of, um, it's a field that I value and it's a field that um, I'm kind of hoping to work for in the future um, as my, my actual background uh, academically is in um, global health. So that's what I work in a lot of. And so integrating that sort of um soft skills, um, and that sort of background work kind of
0: led me to run. Okay, cool, cool. And your role is, so part of this project, this Society's Inclusive Project that the Building Coop is doing is one of the three things we want societies to do is to create an Accessibility and Inclusion Officer or Diversity and Inclusion Officer, whatever you want to call it. If you had to summarize your role very, very succinctly to someone who has no idea what the role is, how do you do that?
1: Um, making sure all members of the Trinity community are welcome in our society and in our events.
0: OK, OK. And how does that play out in reality?
1: Um, a lot of the work is behind the scenes logistics work. So a lot of what we've been doing is small changes to optimize um, um, a lot of our activities um, to make them more accessible, rather. Um, Making a lot of our communications and advertisements more accessible. Uh, We're really lucky in that the GMB where we operate is an accessible space, um, and all of our events are therefore like in accessible spaces. I think part of the uh, once we have a lot of that behind the scenes work done, which we've been working on a lot recently, um, our our big uh, next push will be to advertise. You know that we are an inclusive space.
0: Okay. Cool. 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 And how how has the society become more accessible and inclusive in in your time as being just a member, not even an officer, but being a member?
1: Um, well, I think, in all honesty, um, we didn't really make accessibility a high priority in a lot of ways, which obviously not a great thing. Um, I think it's just for a lot of roles, it's just when you're juggling so much on your plate, it's kind of things like that. Uh, how would I put this? It might not come to the forefront of your mind at all times, so what we're trying to do now is kind of integrate that into our normal procedures in making sure that accessibility and inclusion is always considered um, no matter what we're organizing, no matter what our role is.
0: Okay, and has it changed a lot in
1: during your tenure? I'd say so, um, I think, um, you know, again, little small steps, uh, trying to build up, make it more an inclusive space.
0: Could you include some specifics there, and like what specifically you're doing to make the society more inclusive?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. So um, in a lot of our social media advertisement, um, we've been trying to optimize it to people uh, people with visual difficulties, making sure the... Um, uh, our Images are easy to read and understand, and on top of that, including captions for those who use um, um, blanking on the term um, software to help them access uh, electronics. Uh, on top of that, um, I think something we just didn't didn't advertise is that that we do have like an accessibility and inclusion officer, my role, and in truth, the the, the title of senior member of council, which is like my actual title, doesn't really scream accessibility and inclusion officer. Um, and I think so putting it out there that we do have someone in charge of this. some uh, someone that you can contact and work with to facilitate you, uh, to, to facilitate uh, your joining and accessing the society events has helped that as well.
0: Okay, cool. And do you have any plans on stuff you're gonna change in the future
1: I think um, the the big thing is making sure the progress we've made so far and are continuing to make is set in stone for future years. Um, I think that'll look like integrating a lot of the changes we've made recently into our normal standard policy and making sure, like, when we move to new years and new years come in, that they uh, they have the resources and uh, just the body of knowledge to continue that work.
0: Okay, okay. And um, a lot of people will wonder this. Um, especially the the officers of some smaller societies, like is it even really worth doing all this? Um, like is it like a lot of extra effort for like maybe one out of every one hundred people or something? All this extra inclusive
1: work. Well, it's definitely worth it. Um I think um, uh, we've had, um, it's been in chats before that, you know, not everyone's disability is visible. And so just creating that inclusive space for all is really for, again, for the betterment of all, because we can have a more diverse and rich discourse in our events, and we can welcome all members of the community to take part in what we do. And have
0: you noticed any real tangible benefits to the society um, from becoming more inclusive?
1: I think the, uh, the best benefit is you know, that change of mind and um, while that might not always be the most tangible, I think changing the culture of the society to be more access, uh, accessible and keeping the idea of you know, welcoming, welcoming all and um, maintaining that accessibility for all will definitely help improve you know, the atmosphere
0: yeah that's a, that's a good point actually because the phil is a debating society and like i imagine diversity of thought is quite important there so oh, for, yeah, sure, for sure yeah that's actually a good point <laughs> that would be important wouldn't it? hearing other points of
1: view as a kind of
0: how would you say hearing a diverse point of view it benefits everyone i don't know what you'd call exactly that to, yeah.
1: exactly you get to hear thoughts and ideas you wouldn't necessarily otherwise hear and wouldn't necessarily otherwise consider
0: So I'll I'll leave you. I will finish off with this now. Why do you feel it's important for um, to be inclusive for students with disabilities?
1: I think being inclusive to students with disabilities is, you know, just part of being inclusive. I mean, excluding students with disabilities from consideration is just narrowing. Excuse me, narrowing the body of you know, thought and body of people you can work with. And really that's just to the detriment of everyone. Do
0: you have any any advice for officers or um, um, chair chair people or whatever from other societies who are considering, you know, adopting the guidelines of the Towards Inclusive Clubs and Societies project?
1: Uh, I think sometimes the the smallest changes, um, which, you know, that we might not necessarily even consider can do the, the most good. Actually, on that point, what would
0: you say are the smallest changes that do the most good?
1: I think it's just uh, keeping the idea of accessibility in mind and, you know, making sure that accessibility is a part of all of your plans and just the work that you do.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, yeah, and I'd, I'd agree with that. Just having it in mind, like having a brought up in meetings, like, OK, can people get to this event? And that's like, you know, by having a Bloody accessibility officer that can pretty much <laughs> guarantee that for your society so yeah sure. look, we'll, yeah we'll leave it there thanks a million aiden
1: awesome thanks so much thanks so much for having me